Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. You are listening to the 40th episode of Come On Man, and it's a Good goddamn day. Repeat after me. Today is going to be fucking awesome. If you haven't done so, please subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit those notifications. Okay, guys, this week I have on a very cool guest. 3% brother from New York, Steve, who is also the host of Alpha Male Mindset on YouTube. We talk about all sorts of things from his 3% path, health and fitness, hygiene, dealing with breakups, and how to be better men. I'll bring you all of that right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week I have with me Steven, 3% brother from New York, also the host of Alpha Male Mindset on YouTube. What's up, Steven? What is going on? So I wanted to get you on the podcast because you post a lot of videos in the 3% Man Facebook group. And... You kind of, you, you remind me of a little bit of like me, but like younger and, uh, you know, more handsome, uh, <laughs> but like a guy who 
when you find something new that you're learning, right? Learning about women, learning about, you know, their women's nature, you, you sort of start getting creative and you're like, and now you want to share this knowledge with people. And then you started your own YouTube channel. It's like, it's the same thing with me with this podcast. I was like, yeah. I want to share this knowledge that I'm learning with people. I want to compare notes with people. Like, how do I do that the best? I was like, you know, I could start a podcast. I, I you know, I'm kind of a tech savvy. I could, I could do this shit. And so, and then, so I started seeing your videos on the page and you've sort of, uh, I, how long have you been with the group? A couple months now, right? So I was with the group for a little bit and then uh, I, I disappeared out of the group. I don't know. Um, and then I came back. I was like, man, I was like, that was a really valuable page. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? I backed out of the group. I have no idea why. I think I just got like a little bit too much high on my own shit. And I was like, I don't, I don't need them. And I like, <laughs> and then I realized very quickly that you got to have a stream of mentors and people relaying things like reflecting things back to you that are giving you good feedback and like within that group of people you have to really monitor um whose feedback is actually going to be quality because there's a certain like even in any group there's going to be certain people that really are out there doing it and then people that aren't doing it and that i look for those people i look for the people out there taking action and getting results and being authentic because for, for guys like us that have watched, you know, watched all of Corey's videos, you know, I started in 2013 mm. watching his videos and for the guys that have read the book, we can see through that stuff. Like we can, we can read people pretty good because he teaches you how to do a lot of that. He gives you a lot of resources. And if you're just under the growth mindset, you want to do whatever you can to grow your mind. And so you'll buy the books. You'll take the time out. You'll learn what you got to learn. Um, so I just, you know, it's a very valuable resource for me to be in that chat. And I really want to help other people. Got it. Yeah. Another thing I like, just to add on to that, the thing I really like about the group is, so I was um, at the beginning of last year, I really didn't start getting to this stuff until last year. So you're already ahead of me, but at early last year, I started really getting into the stuff. I think I read, I think the first like manosphere type book I read was no more Mr. Nice guy. And in that book, Dr. Glover talks about like the importance of having male friends, like men need to hang out with other men, like quality dudes. And you know, where I live, I live in the middle of nowhere I sort of ended up stuck here where I'm at uh, because of like divorce and kids and stuff like that. And so for the last, I don't know how many years it's been, eight years or so uh, that I've been here, like I haven't made an effort to go out and make any friends, you know, like the only people I, like I, I've gone out of my way to try to meet are women, you know, because all of us are hornballs. And, uh, <clears throat> but, but it, it wasn't until I read that book that I was like, dude, you need to hang out with other quality men. And uh, so I started, like I, I joined this group and I realized, you know what, uh, virtually this group is a, a group of high quality men and uh, they're like-minded. You know, like you said, you could bounce ideas off them. So yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. This, this group is super valuable. Um, so you said that you started getting into this stuff back in 2013, I, uh, uh, my first question is what led you to first like read how to be a 3% man? 
man. Oh, God. So I, I grew up, um, I always knew there was something special about me. And I'm not trying to like kiss my own ass by saying that. I really want to come from that from a humble perspective. I always knew that I kind of naturally understood the way things worked with women. Not everything, obviously. Like, there's a certain amount that every guy knows and a certain amount of gray area that he doesn't know. So I feel like the alpha was always natural inside me, but I didn't have words for it. I just kind of understood a lot of the things that I was seeing, but then looking for the red pill stuff, actually coming across Corey Wayne, he started to explain it. And I'm like, that's why it was, that's why it's like that. So what really brought me to the channel was the fact that, Growing up, I had these natural qualities inside me, this natural lion inside of me, but I grew up with a very abusive stepfather in, in an abusive household. And for me, I just, I, I, I had to keep supplicating myself to this abusive, you know, you know, getting hit all the time, like in this whack with, with like canes and stuff like that. And it's just, I got I got tired of it. And I was like, man, I, I want to have the love that I deserve. I want to have the life that I deserve. I want to have the friends in my life that really care about me. I, I really want people in my life that love me because I saw a lot of that arguing when I was younger. And it, it really makes, when I really have authentic people that I, I meet, I really appreciate that because it didn't have that growing up. And I saw a very unhealthy example for me. So I know that other guys that are going, that have gone through that, that come into this community, you know, guys that are out in the world that have been through this stuff. Okay. That have these natural qualities inside of them. They have it in them. Okay. They've just been beaten down before they can even go into the world by an unhealthy environment. So if we can like, as a community, if we can all grow and help these guys out, we can mentor these guys, we can show them what works. Okay. And we can help them out. We can get them away from this, this pussified. Are you, you do swearing on this channel? Goddamn right. It's I'm America. Talking, man, this pussified, <laughs> this pussified bullshit, man. Like this guys have turned into such weak pussies, but it's, it's mainly not been because it's been their fault. And so I went, you know, in 2013, I just got, I got tired of that. I got tired of being in that environment when I was around my stepdad and going through relationships getting walked on, getting cheated on. And I was like, dude, I, I'm fucking had enough of this shit. I was like, I, I want to find a way. So I popped my ass on YouTube and really around 2013, 14, there wasn't a lot of guys that were really out there implementing stuff, like giving you information that works. And I actually came across Corey. When I came across Corey, I was like, who's this fucking shaved headed motherfucker? I was like, who is this guy? This guy's weird. I was I was probably the same way. The first time I found one of his videos, I was like, why should I listen to this guy? But what he was saying made sense. Yeah. And, and then I was like, I guess I'll I guess I'll I'll download his book, you know, because I was really heavily into audiobooks. And then his book changed my mind about everything. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did, did it for you? Did it just, did you read that book and then start to get up? Like, you, like, so I know you said you're on your 14, 14th or 15th read through on the book now. I just finished my 14th read at the time of this recording, like a week yeah. ago. And then I'm, I'm listening to another book now called wake up. It's feeding time by Ryback Reeves. Cause I'm a big pro wrestling nerd. And uh, his book is actually really 
fascinating too. It's a very well-rounded book about just life in general and, and recommendations for a better life, better attitude, better health. Uh, but so right after that, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to listen to Corey Wayne's book for the 15th time, get to that magic 15 number, and then I'm going to take a break for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets a little bit after you read it so many times, you're like, man, it's like, I'm seeing you. Like you start seeing the shit in your, the words in your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good though. Yeah, and, and, and if you, yeah. so there's a lot of guys in the, in the three percent man Facebook group too, that read the book like five or six years ago. And then they found their dream girl and then they just stopped reading it. And then their relationships fell apart. It's like when, uh, when I started dating Marine Corps chick a couple months ago, uh, I was like, I need to, like I, I need to get back into it. I need to make sure that I stay sharp on this so I don't fuck this relationship up. That ended up fizzling out, but that was because, you know, she wasn't going to speak my love language. And um, so it was just like, yeah. okay, well, this is just isn't going to work out. It wasn't from a lack of trying or, or applying Corey's principles. It was just, yeah, you're just not right for me, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I feel like if I, the next exclusive relationship I get in, like I'm, I'm going to immediately go back to that book. I, it's, I got to stay sharp on it, you know? Yeah. That is where like the, like, so I want to point that out what you're talking about. And that's the thing, you know, we get into these relationships, right? We meet our dream girl. We meet this girl. We have amazing chemistry with like it, it, it everything's going right. We're doing everything right. We're watching, we're reading the material. We're listening to the videos, four five, six videos a day, whatever, whenever you have, you're in your car driving, you know, for your lunch break, whatever you're doing. And then we meet her, mm -hmm. we meet her. And then we start spending all of our time with her and we just drop the book. I'm guilty of that. Like mm -hmm. I am so guilty of doing that. And I can tell you firsthand that if you do that and you put the book down and you stop feeding your mind with all this information, like, you know, the rational now, um, Corey Wayne's book. It's, and it's not just Corey Wayne's book. If you start feed, keep, if you stop feeding your mind, your old wiring, your old hard wiring is going to come back up and it's going to emotionally override you and pull you in the direction you're familiar with. That's why it's so important to do it. Even when, like when you meet somebody like this, because it teaches you how to navigate it while your emotions are invested that's the that is one of the most important parts of it because when your emotions are invested like Corey says man it is a motherfucker to make the right decisions yeah i agree 100 another thing too and Corey says this uh in his videos a lot he doesn't really say it in the book he just talks about like repetition is the mother's skill in the book but in his videos he talks about when you listen to his book over and over again it becomes a mindset so you're really listening all to all this stuff because it's going to re eventually rewire how you act naturally you know you've got to undo all that programming that you learned growing up you know uh, a lot of us just i mean al almost everybody has been programmed by hollywood programmed by you know what their mothers say oh you got to treat her nice you got to buy her flowers and all that and uh and then, you know, then when you, you start learning the stuff, you're like, whoa, it's very counterintuitive, some of this stuff, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it, I mean, I, I didn't get into this stuff until last year. I, I turned, uh, I turned 41 last year, right? I, I, had, I have to undo 
41 years of programming. <laughs> you're not going to do that by reading the book once. You're That's absolutely not, not. Fuck no, that is not easy to do that. So, uh, so you brought up some other books. Uh, so I was going to ask you like what other dating books, uh, in relationship type books have you read? You mentioned rational male. Um, what, what other books? So, um, I have, uh, let me just, I'll pull my phone up. I can even show you. I have, oh man, I have so many in here. It's not even funny. So I have a really good book that actually goes into more detail specifically on how, uh, women test men. It's yeah. called what women want when they test men. Okay. Great book. I posted uh, in the chat, I actually posted a large list of books and um, it's stuff that I've read, but this goes really into detail as far as certain things and how women say it to test guys more so in detail than, um, than what Corey does in my opinion. He does it from his perspective, but if any guy wants to know how to really to, to look deeper and how to read when women are testing you, read this book 10 to 15 times. Start applying the 10 to 15 principle to all your books, okay? Then another book I got on here um, is called What Women Want in a Man. And this is like a prerequisite to that book. Um, they're both by Bruce Bryan. Really good book. Okay. Um, so The Rational Male. Um, We've talked about that a lot in the pack, yeah. on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, that, that's another, a good one. I, I like the rational male. <clears throat> so like when I first, I was almost reluctant to listen to the rational male because a lot of guys read the rational male <clears throat> and then they get um, what a guy on the page, he's been on the uh, podcast too. Uh, he refers to it as black pill, black pill, where they just like, they hate women for what they are. And because uh, I used to call it like being super red pill or uh, as Luke on the page calls it red pill rage. But Guy takes exception to that because he like worships, you know, Rolo Tomasi. And he's like, no, no, no. When guys are like, like angry about the nature of women, uh, that's called black pill. And so I was like, okay, we did a whole podcast about that a few weeks ago. But, um, but so I was like, so there was a lot of guys on the page really like promoting uh, rational male and like Rolo Tomasi's teachings and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, these guys are fucking toxic, you know? And uh, so I was like, but you know what? I can't badmouth this shit if I haven't listened to it myself. So I, I, you know, I downloaded the rational male, listened to it. And I was like, this is a very profound book. It's very profound, but he doesn't like, and it, it, he tells you all about the nature of women, tells you why they do it, why, you know, their psychology and everything. And I agree a hundred percent with it, but he doesn't teach you like how to handle that in that book. Yeah. And that, that's why I like Corey's book and like some other books is because they'll tell you like, this is the way women are. This is how you navigate that. Whereas the rational male is just like, this is, this is how women are fucking deal with it. You know, like however you're going to deal with it. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah. What other, uh, so, okay. So rational male, uh, any others? So, uh, it's funny you brought up, uh, no more Mr. Nice guy. Cause that one I've read, like I've read that three times now. Okay. And I want to say that book specifically, if you're a guy on here and you've had any kind of childhood trauma or like you came from a household I came from that book goes over that. And it, it goes over why you start becoming a nice guy. Mm-hmm great book for that. Um, another book I've read is, um, the 48 laws of power. 
I got what other ones I got? I got I mean, I got the Keith Miracle, uh, Mastering Yourself. I didn't like Mastering Yourself. Did you like Mastering Yourself? It bored the shit out. Honestly, I didn't read the whole thing. I bored the shit out of me. I got like tired of it 20% through. And I was like, holy <clears throat> shit. I listened to it. Uh, I listened to it all the way through. And, yeah. uh, and I really like Corey Wayne. I agreed with everything he was talking about in there. It's a, it's a very political book. Yeah. But I was just like, I just don't see how any of this really has anything to do with mastering yourself. Yeah. It was more like an, it seemed like an autobiography, like about his businesses <laughs> and stuff. A lot of it was. Yeah. 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 And my goal is to get Corey on the podcast because I, that's one of the things I want to ask him about is, okay, so I listened to that and I just need a better explanation of why you thought that that was about mastering yourself. Cause the, what I got out of it wasn't that, you know, and hopefully he doesn't crucify me, but (laughs) that's just how it was perceived though. So, and it it really, from multiple angles, from multiple people, I think they probably feel the same way. Yeah. All right. Two, two other really good books. I know, um, well, three actually, but <laughs> so there's, uh, I know a lot of people give David Goggins crap. Okay. You know, I like love the, David Goggins stuff. Oh my God. He like, they say he's so extreme, but if you look at the mindset behind his book, can't hurt me. And you act like if you buy the audio version, you get to hear him talk in the book about things he went through. You don't have to go out and guys, you don't have to go out and do this extreme shit. Okay. It's the mindset, the mind, it's like, it's the mindset. You can implement things from your favorite teachers, your favorite leaders and develop your own mindset. And that's the, the biggest thing. And then extreme ownership by Jocko Willing. Ah, uh, that's in my top, t- like top 10 list of life-changing books. Yeah. That's what I've, I've read that book uh, twice now. I think I, I need to listen to it again, but <clears throat> so I, so as a, my day job, I'm an IT director for a tech company. And so I, I lead people. I have people that report to me and stuff like that. And that book, I felt like made me a better leader, you know, because when you, you, you read that book, you realize you have to control everything around you. Everything's your fault, you know? And so like, if your guys are doing good, you know, that's, you know, great. That's, that's on you. But if they do bad, that's on you you know, and, uh, you know, cause a lot of people like to play the blame game. Well, it didn't work out because of this guy. Oh, it didn't work out because of that girl. Yeah. Mm, maybe look at your fucking self, <laughs> you know, yeah. accountability, man. Like that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I think I run into with, with women is that, well, <laughs> for some reason, it's just, it's hard to find a woman that takes accountability for her actions. And like, if you have read you know, the Rollo Tomasi's book, he goes in and he explains essentially why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, in my opinion, there's, there's women, man. There's women that take accountability. There's women that'll call you out on your bullshit. Yeah. There's women that'll do that, man. They will challenge you to be a better man. And like, I just, I think regardless of whatever, what, what situation, what relationship you're in, what friendship, you really got to come from it from the mindset. What's good about this. Yeah, I agree. That's why. So um, I talk about it on the page a lot, a lot, of, a lot of it uh, on the podcast. But uh, "Dating Essentials for Men" by Dr. Glover, the you know the guy who wrote "No More Mr. Nice Guy." <clears throat> One of the things, the the key things in his book too, is that there are really good women out there. He and he calls them RGWs, really, really good women, or really great women, or something like that. Because there are, you know, like not all women are trash. There are, there are really. I mean, look at like. 
I, I don't, well, I don't know your mom, but my mom, she's a fucking angel. <laughs> you know, I would say she's a really good woman, you know? Um, I'm, I'm assuming your mom is too. I'm sure she is probably, probably an angel straight from heaven too. But, <laughs> but uh, so you have to look at it from that standpoint. Well, if your mom's an angel, there's gotta be other, other really good women out there, you know? And you just gotta, you just gotta have the mindset that they're out there. And uh, when you do that, then you'll start finding them. But if you sit there and think, oh, all women are bitches, all women are hoes, all women are cheaters. That's all you're going to find. You know, you said something, I made a post a while back and I look, so I'm so guilty. I'm so, I am so guilty of getting a little bit of red pill, a little bit of red pill rage and getting that anger that starts to fester. Yeah. You feel like you've got years of, of this conditioning and the red pill community, it goes against everything that you believe. So it's like you naturally just start to feel this irritation and you a while back, I made a post and you said something about how I was, what I said, how it came off negative. And I was like, you said something exactly along the lines of if, if what you look at, if you're, all you're looking for is like, you know, if you're looking at women as, you know, all women are like negative or toxic, that's what you're going to find. And that's exactly right. And so it goes the same if you change your mindset in a good way about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really helps. It really helps to uh, be like, yeah, there are there are trash women out there, you know. And when women sit there and they, you, you see them on like TikTok all the time, uh, you know, they're bitching about these men, they're they're players, they're cheaters, and also it's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there are there's some shitty men out there too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you if you focus on that, then that's that's what you're gonna get. So, might as well focus on the good shit, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So let me ask you this. Um, so we talked about books. I'm going to put all, links to all these books that you recommended in the in the show notes. But um, what was your last aha moment that you got when you uh, last read 3% Man? Last aha moment that I got. It's really about... Dude, there's so many in the book. There's a part in the book where uh, Corey goes and he talks about, he's at this nightclub. He brings this woman to the nightclub and, uh, or he meets a woman at the nightclub and she essentially, um, she goes there and she's not fucking paying attention to him. She's taking him for granted and he leaves without yeah. saying, anything. he leaves without saying anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what that demonstrates for me is that you don't have to say anything. You can just walk. And so many times in the past, I've stuck around and tried to talk to people. Okay. I've tried to talk to them and start like almost convince them why, like, like here's here, you know, here's why I'm a good guy. Here's why I'm a good guy. And like, it like try to like, try to, to convince them that I'm a good guy rather than just, just walking and letting your actions talk. Cause words don't mean shit. If you don't have it back to the action, they don't, especially when it comes to women, it, they're, it's just not going to. So that's why like uh, Paul over at Apex Mindset, I really like, uh, so he's got this video that talks about uh, setting boundaries through statements. What I really like about, about that is that when you, when you get a woman that uh, when you say, so say uh, you have a woman who is doing something you don't like rather than opening it up for conversation like 
So let's have a talk about, uh, you know, about talking to me like this. Instead of doing that, because that opens you up for potential manipulation. Okay. And I'm not saying all women are manipulated. I'm not saying that, but you're opening your boundaries up for adjustment and their boundaries for a reason. They're unmovable. They're not supposed to be movable. Mm -hmm. And to make a man a man is he's unmovable. Way the superior man, the man is un the masculine is unmoving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so if you make the, the statement of your boundaries through through a statement, so rather so you say it ra like this. You go, look, I don't date women that walk away while I'm talking, and I don't date women that are going to talk to me with the tonality you just talked to me. And that's it. Okay. She's either going to do one of two things. She's going to drop it. She's going to drop the behavior. Okay. Or she's going to continue to do it. And then from there, she continues to do it. You drop her. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's it. Or, okay. If you are dating potential toxic woman, what'll happen is she'll go along with doing what you asked for a while. And then she'll do it intermittently on and off to test. And, yep. Yeah. And, but really if you, if that's happening, you're probably displaying weakness. In my opinion, you're probably displaying some type of weakness she's sensing or else why would she be testing you? Mm, good point. <clears throat> good point. Uh, speaking of women, do you have, uh, and this is kind of personal, you don't have to answer this, I guess, but do you have multiple women that you're dating right now? Yeah. Um, so I am actually, uh, it, like I have about three women, you can call it a rotation. Um, they know I'm not exclusive with any one of them. Um, the cra crazy thing about this is this doesn't happen often, but one of them I'm dating, uh, just invited me out to a, uh, five-star restaurant and like, she won some tickets and I thought that was pretty cool, but you don't get like, I was her first choice. Okay. She, that she called that says a lot about how I'm showing up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm dating, uh, about three women right now. I got going out with a, another one tomorrow, um, around five, five thirty. And really it's crazy thing about what Corey says is when you you're dating women, it really does become a scenario where you have to turn one of them down and you kind of feel bad about it. Yeah. It, it, and that's sort of what happened. Uh, so I did a, I did an episode at this point months ago, I think. Uh, and it was on like how I use the law of attraction you know, to sort of attract Marine Corps chick and hairstylist chick in my life. And uh, at that point, I was, that was the first time I was in a dilemma where I was like, if one of these wants, one of these women wants to be exclusive, I'm in a real pickle because I like them both, you know? And I, I hadn't up until that point been in a situation like that. First of all, like my whole life, I never dated multiple women at once. I just, I was always that guy that was like, ah, I can't handle one woman's attitude. Why, why, what makes you think that I could deal with like multiple women's shit? But uh, after having practiced it like all last year, I realized, no, dating multiple women at once is so much fucking easier because if one's not giving you the attention that you think you need, which you really don't, and that's another thing I learned, but you know, you sit there and start getting anxiety about it. Why isn't she texting me back? Why isn't she texting you back? But if you have a multiple women and one's not texting you back, it doesn't fucking matter because the other two are probably texting you. And yep. so you're like, okay, great. You know, Oh, so-and-so's texting me today. Sweet. 
But then you, you eventually, I, I finally got to a point last year where I didn't care if anybody texted me, I didn't even need to have multiple dates. You know, I was happy. I finally got to a place where I was happy just being alone. If I had a date, sweet. If not, sweet. You know, I enjoy my own company now. <laughs> you know, you know, you don't doubt your ability to be able to pull women. And you know that what you're doing in your personal life, you have enough going on. You have enough passions outside of that. Things that you really care about doing where they're not going to take caring about what they're doing is not going to take priority over that. But I think the biggest thing is knowing that knowing you can attract high quality, you know, you can attract more women because that's the abundance mindset. Yeah. They're always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of where, where I got, cause I was, uh, I was doing, I was, I was, uh, I was, had a rotation, pretty significant rotation. And, uh, you know, and then I, on, on, on women, like I was still adding new women to, you know, doing a lot of first dates, a lot of first dates don't work out mainly cause I don't like them. You know, I go on yeah. a first date, I'm like, Ugh, yeah. uh, I don't like you. Um, so there's a lot of that, but you know, I, I still had like a rotation going on, like all through the summer, but I just didn't like any of the women. Like my, my goal has always been to spin plates until I found the right plate. Cause I, I, I am the kind of guy that would prefer to just be with like one exclusive girl. More purple pill. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and some guys don't, some guys want to be permanent plate spinners for the rest of their life. That's great. Corey's book, like, can help help you in, in whatever your goals are. So, but I got to the point where like the, the women in my rotation, the women I was going on first dates just was like not working for me. And I wasn't happy with any of them. So I just was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to date for a little bit, you know? And that's when Marine Corps chick showed up. That's when like, yeah, nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. But so I want to ask you though, like, what's, what's your goal in the dating circuit? My goal, my goal is to date higher quality women. Right now, I just, I want to really step up the, the, the kind of quality woman I can attract. And I know at the end of the day, how am I going to attract that? What's the law of attraction? Like attracts like, that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah. So if I'm not being higher quality, I can't attract a better woman. So my goal lately has been, I need to be a higher quality man. I need to be doing things in my free time that are actually going to increase my value as a man. It may not be paying off right now, mm-hmm. but I know it will. I know in the long term it will. So I want higher quality women. I want better looking women. I want women with more be- with better values. I want women who are going to stick to those values. And I don't want to teach a woman how to have to be a woman. I want her to, to be able to do the simple things like know how to communicate with me, know when to talk, when not to talk, right? <laughs> right in Rolo Tomasi's book, man, know when to talk and when not to. I'm not, you know, not from like, a, I need to dominate you and be dysfunctional. I just mean like, let's respect each other. Like there's mutual respect in a relationship. Yeah. And with any, any relationship, whether it's, you're just spinning a bunch of plates, you have a mutual respect for them. Yeah. I would agree with, I would agree with that. So, and you said like, you're work, you're working on, you know, things that make you higher quality, things that make you a better man. That sounds to me like working on your purpose a little bit. Like, what would you say is your purpose right now? Because I feel like our purposes change over time. But like- Hell yeah. Oh my God, yes. I, you know, before I joined, <laughs> I thought that, uh, I thought that my purpose was going to solely be just the military. 
And I realized that you can have multiple purposes. You can have other things that you do. So for me personally, I want to coach men. I have such a, a, like that mentor ingrained in my DNA that I, when I learn, the, learn information, I want other people. I want to help other people out. I want to share it with them. I want to help them. Um, so being a coach of some sort, but not like there's so many coaches that are popping up now that are like, hey, do, you know, I'll help you out here. Hey, I'll, you know, I can do, I'll get your ex back. Look, nah, man, it's just making videos to get views and stuff. Like, I got you. We all want views. We all want subscribers. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to down anybody for that. But um, my purpose right now is to, to learn how to learn, find the right men and coach them and help them out from what I've learned. I really <laughs> want to expand the community and not just with dating, though. There's a lot of guys out there. They don't simply know how to take care of their own hygiene. They don't know how to take care of, you know, making their bed. It all starts when these, these men in your, like, you know, uh, David Goggins, Jocko Willink, when they all talk about these simple things, do you know why they do it? It's because it reflects, it's going to have to do with how you feel about yourself. If you don't in the back of your mind, you don't have your shit together the sim in the simple ways, you're not going to feel secure enough showing up on a date with a 10 you know, and you're not going to have that confidence because, you know, you're not even brushing, you know, you ain't even washing the shit stains out your underwear. I mean, like, you got to be, you're like the real simple stuff. Just, you, you mentioned, Woo! Uh, that reminds me, I was in the Navy and there was this guy in my fucking division. Uh, he passed away. Uh, and maybe this is cold, but he was kind of a shitbird. So I didn't really feel terribly bad about it. Um, this guy, grown ass man, wouldn't shower, wouldn't brush his fucking teeth. He stank. He fucking stank. And everyone was just like, God, what the fuck is up with this guy? He smells so bad. And I was, um, I was his watch supervisor. So finally I started getting people were complaining to me like, they're like, dude, you need to talk to this guy. You know? And I was like, I'm a grown man myself. Like I'm a grown man. I got to tell another grown man that he needs to fucking shower and brush his teeth Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So yeah. I, but yeah, I had to like do a counseling session with this guy, pull him to the side and be like, bro, you smell, you know, like you, like we live in close quarters. Everyone needs to be showering and brushing their teeth like daily. you like, you need to be brushing your teeth at least twice a fucking day, showering at least once a fucking day. Like changing your, your fucking underwear every day. <laughs> God, that was like, that was embarrassing for me to have to have that conversation with somebody, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, there's grown ass people that just don't give a shit about their hygiene. You talk about uh, making your bed. I understand that concept too, from, from uh, you know, some of these military guys, like first thing in the morning, you get up and you make your bed because that's how you start your day and all this yeah. stuff. But uh, you know, one of the things I loved about dating essentials for men is how, Dr. Glover, he doesn't talk about it like that. He talks about it like you need to have your house presentable all the time because you don't know when you're going to bring a chick back to your place. Yeah. It can happen at any moment. So you might as well have everything squared away so that when she shows up, she doesn't think that you're a fucking piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Dirty oh, bachelor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She not, I mean, like, she walks in and, you know, you got you got food crusted around your sink and, and like your shit's just nasty, man. Or like you don't even vacuum your floor. Like, who's going to want to come in? Who, you think she's going to lay in your bed? <laughs> it's not going to happen. 
No, no, it's not. I did a video for the 3% man group uh, months and months ago where I showed people that I have a, uh, I have a Roomba vacuum. It's like, it's, it's not that expensive as an investment goes, you know, maybe 80 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks for one of these robot vacuums, but it automatically goes around and keeps your carpets clean. You know, like that's perfect for a, a bachelor that doesn't want to clean. You don't have to, <laughs> have to fucking do anything. <laughs> yeah. So I have that. And then like, I have, um, I have a housekeeper that comes every other week. So when, so my, when my kids are here, they just fucking trash my house. Oh yeah. And you know, they're the shit's everywhere. So then, so on the weeks that like on the Fridays that they go back to their mom's house, I have a housekeeper come in and she makes my house like spotless. And then I can keep it clean all week for when I'm dating. You know, if I'm going to bring chicks over, you know, I have a, a, a nice presentable house that women come over and go, Oh, look, this guy's got his shit together. You know, that's not, it doesn't cost that much either to do that. You know? You know, and for the, for guy for, for the guys that like, speaking of like, how, like the upkeep of your house for guys that like, look, if you came from a household where you're like, you, you, you just weren't taught, right. It's easier to pick up as you go to clean as you go, rather than letting it get bad. And then having a shit ton of work to do. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Cause no one wants to do, no one wants to do that. No, Mm-mm. no, not at all. Um, let's see here. What else can we talk about? Uh, so I have this thing here. So some, some of the things I like to do on the, on the Facebook page is to not just encourage guys in their effort to be better with women, but to be better in general, mentally, physically, you know, sometimes even spiritually. I talk a lot about the, the law of attraction. Um, I don't know what your religion is. I kind of feel like law of attraction goes hand in hand with anybody's religion or, or atheist. It doesn't matter. Like it, it, it's a law of the universe. I've seen it work a million times. Like it's just something that is. Um, but what are, what are some things that you're doing in those areas, you know, being better mentally, physically, sometimes spiritually, what are you doing in those three areas to be a better man in general? So spiritually, physically, and you said mentally. Yeah. So actually, um, something I saw that, that you uh, were letting guys know, um, say your ex pops into your head. Mm. It's been happening to me, man. Like when I go out and like, I'm dating these other women, I'm just constantly comparing them to her. Cause I'm like, oh, like she had all this, she had this bubbly attitude. And yeah. when that happens, you know what I do now? I release you to do good. That's yeah. what I do now. Or I change that in some way. Or I, I like, if I get old, like tired of hearing that, what I'll do is I will change that around a little bit. So it doesn't become like a platitude and I'm just launching off in my head. Yeah. Um, mentally, <laughs> re- mentally and physically really go together though. Okay. So mentally and physically work out, put good food into your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Read books, read books. Like that's the biggest thing. Even if you don't like reading books, okay, listen, do it a different way. Get an audio book. Um, so how you can really tackle doing stuff like that is just when you're in your car and you're, you know, you're, you got a five, 10 minute ride, shut the music off that you've heard a million times already the same songs and really get down on top of it. And I'm not saying, Hey, look, don't enjoy yourself and jam out with your subwoofers in the back. I'm not saying that. Okay. But if you really want to grow and you want to learn, you're going to have to really make a conscious effort to focus on your brain mentally and physically. And you will notice very fast when you do this, over a period of time, 
you are way more mentally ahead of a lot of your peers and they're just, you can see that. And that's why our group is so special because we have a lot of guys in there that are like that. So physically and mentally quality foods, work out, um, stretch. I need to start doing that more. And then spiritually, I had religion shoved down my throat when I was younger. Uh, my, my grandparents and my, my mom, my mom still tries to do it. She still tries to come at me like with trying to force her beliefs onto me. And again, that's where those boundaries come in. Hey, look, uh, th that's what you believe in. I, right now, I just, I, I, you know what I just told my mom today? I had to tell my mom, I had to tell my mom this. I had to say, mom, I said, I don't have time for your drama. She just like, she wanted to talk about drama and the polit politics and stuff. I was like, man, like that's interrupting my mood, my, my vibe right now. I have to say that to my mom all the fucking time. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> fucking, you got to put them in their place and not, and like, we're not doing this to be dysfunctional and toxic. We're just, we have boundaries and we want to be the best men possible. And we can't do that. If we got family, family members gaslighting the crap out of us or, or doing negative stuff, man. Like there's a lot of people out there and I don't want people on my team that aren't going to be uplifting me and trying to help me out. So, you know, read books, work out. If you need a, a good workout program, performancefirstus.com. That's Jeff Nichols. He's a retired Navy SEAL, real, real good guy. He's got hypertrophy programs, strength training, and he is a uh, he is qualified to be prescribing people's programs. If you cannot afford to buy any of these programs, then Stu Smith has like a $15 book, the Navy SEAL weight training program, Navy SEAL fitness. He'll tell you the foods you need to eat in them. I, the little disclaimer, again, like I say in some of my videos, I cannot prescribe you a diet or a program. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to refer you to people who can, who can do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, that those are some of the biggest things and then obviously monitoring what comes out of your mouth mm. and how you think about yourself that's all good i there's a couple of things i want to talk about with all that stuff you said so uh but the first thing was uh when it comes to working out one thing that i've learned over the years is that all fitness programs all diet programs they all work they all work if you work them, like if it's so like, I would say like, uh, the real key is to find something that you enjoy doing or that you can at least tolerate doing. Cause sometimes working out sucks, but just be fucking consistent with it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's where confidence comes from is the consistency. Like people will look at you different and it's not just the, like the consistency with working out, like just finding a program, like you're saying that works for you. It's doing things that you know you, you you want to get done like focusing on your hobbies like i just started i don't know if you can see it in the background i started painting mm -hmm. I focus on focus on your hobbies consistently and um that confidence is going to come from trusting yourself to get the job done because you're doing it yeah and your body your brain will release dopamine when you actually do that and it's a reward yeah you know yeah, absolutely. And, and you also mentioned uh, Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. He has a really good video on YouTube he made for PragerU called Discipline is Freedom or Discipline Equals Freedom. And he talks about <clears throat> how discipline is greater than motivation. You know, if you're disciplined, you know, you have to fucking work out today. You know that you have to eat right today. 
you just fucking do it because you know you have to do it. Yep. In, instead of people that a lot of people like fail in their programs because they are waiting to be motivated. They're like, ah, you know, I just didn't feel like running today. Oh. Mm, I wasn't motivated. I just can't, I just can't get motivated. Eh, that's a fucking cop out. Like if, if you really want to see results, you set a plan. Like I work out five days a week, you know, sometimes like I'll get really ambitious. I'll work out six days a week, but I'll work, I, I always work out five days a week. I have a routine and set and I will go out and fucking work out. I don't care. Like, and I have to be on my deathbed, you know, to not go out and work out. But then even, in, even if I am on my deathbed and I can't work out that day, I feel like shit about it. And as soon as I feel better, I'm, I'm, you know, or the slightest bit better. I'm like, I got to fucking make up for this. Oh yeah. You know? And it's like, and that's, I've been doing that since 2016 where like, I have to do this. This is my routine. My, my last long-term girlfriend fucking hated that because she was like, you know, are you sure you have to work out today? Because I'm like, yeah, I'd have to fucking work out today. You know? You know what they say, the five most people you spend your time around, you become like, so if, yeah. if that's not something she was doing, more than likely she's trying to like she's trying to influence you it's just like hey look if you hang around thieves you're gonna steal eventually so it's like you yeah. gotta have people that are pulling you up yeah that's what being a man that's what being a man is it's 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 doing it even when i don't want to do it right yeah absolutely and then uh and then going back to what you were saying about your ex i feel like when you got back on the three percent man page like that like a lot of your videos were about your ex because you just went through a breakup like what last year a couple months ago yeah a couple months ago yeah so uh and then and then i did do that video about like getting them out of their head so that all came about because uh so i broke up with i broke up with my last long-term girlfriend that i you know i just mentioned in 2019 um I feel like, like, like I'm 99% sure she was cheating on me at the end. I didn't realize it at the time, but she was really pulling back. And I, and this was before, like, I learned that if, you know, they pull back, you pull back and stuff like that. I might've been able to salvage the relationship, but I'm pretty sure she was cheating on me at the end anyway. So I don't think I I would want to do that anyway. And uh, so we like officially, I I officially broke up with her in July of 2019 and then I spent like that whole year on the dating circuit and like about six months in is where I started getting into this uh, Corey Wayne stuff. And I thought I had gotten over her, you know, I wasn't thinking about her or anything like that. And then like in July, I had this like moment of weakness where oh, yeah. I was like, I think I had two back-to-back date cancellations and I was just like, fuck. And so like, it was like midnight. I went to bed I, and I, I pulled up her fucking Facebook page, like a, like an idiot. And. Oh man. It's fucking, it, when you do that, it fucking brings it. When you see a picture of him, it brings it all back, man. Well, well, see, that's the thing is I was expecting that night. She, cause she usually keeps her Facebook page pretty locked down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look at her page. There's not going to be any changes. I'll just go to bed. You know, I look at it and it was like the anniversary of our breakup. All of a sudden, she's got all these public posts of her and her new boyfriend, the guy that I'm 99% sure she cheated on me with at the very end. And it just fucking crushed me. It was a year later. And I was just like, holy fuck. So I had to, because clearly I was like, I can't, I I can't uh, leave this lifeline open. So I blocked her on Facebook so that I wouldn't be tempted to go see her and look at her shit. And, um, And then I spent like, 
a lot of July just with her in my head, her in my head all the time. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I finally got to the point where I was just shaking it going, get out of my head. You're not invited anymore. You're not invited anymore. And uh, I finally saw, uh, I saw a uh, Bob Proctor um, vid videos on YouTube and he had, it was like this whole program. It was like fucking nine videos long called uh, you were born rich. And he had a, he had a section in there talking about how when someone like you can't get someone out of your head, he says, you need to tell them like, you know, at least in your own mind that you're releasing them to do their greatest good. So that's where I got that part in the video is from Bob Proctor. Look, this is over. I release you to do your good, greatest good, you know? And then that also like makes it a positive thing. You're not saying, you know, get out of my head, bitch, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I release yeah. you to do your greatest good, but you need to get out of my mind because you're not invited anymore. You know, so I, I, you know, that's where I got that the whole thing from that video, and it it worked out so well though, because the more I kept like every time she popped in my head, I just immediately shake it off and be like, get out of oh, my yeah. head. You know, yeah. you don't belong here anymore. Um, it finally, it finally, she stopped popping in my head, and you do eventually just get over it. You know. And I think you, the biggest thing though is like is meeting somebody that is better than them. But I know I feel you, man. Like I fuck. I was just on Bumble last night looking for some more prospects, and her pro. I swiping and her profile pops up, and I just got this huge sinking feeling going into my chest. It was like I couldn't. I had trouble sleeping last night over that, man. And I like yeah. all this morning. I had to just really get my mind right and just be like, hey, look, man, like it's it's over. And the part of you that remembers how it was, like that has your own, like the part of your mind where almost like you pedestalized them. Yeah. Like where you put them up on a pedestal, you're still attached to that fantasy of the way you wanted things to work out. And it that attachment comes up, but you just got to find a way to to not be bitter about it. I've done that so many times in the past where I've been bitter about the person that I've broken up with. And I don't want that. I want to let her go. I want her to have what she wants. I, you, you don't want that, like that person to, to, to have bad things happen. You, you genuinely, the part that you loved, you loved, part of you that loved them, you want them to work out. You want them to have what they want. And that's what I really like about Corey's book is yeah. it comes from that perspective. Yeah. One thing that, uh, so with her, she like, after I blocked her, I think sometime in August, she reached out to me out of the blue on text. And she says, I know this is really random, but I just, you know, I miss talking to you and I want to see how you're doing or something. And I was like, I put, I, put, I, I if you look back, if you, for you guys that are on the 3% man Facebook group, if you look back through like really old posts of mine, you'll see that text interaction. Cause it was there. And, uh, she's, you know, I said, this is unexpected. Like what's up. And, and I was playing text mirror game. Cause I started learning that. And, uh, and she says, well, I just noticed that you blocked me on Facebook. And I said, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, that was more for me than you though. And she was, <laughs> and she says, she says, well, I think it's just really unfortunate that you felt like you had to do that because I thought we would continue as friends. And so I replied back oh, to her. I, I, re I replied back to her. I said, uh i'm not interested in being friend zoned i hope your family's doing well and i just fucking ended it there oh my god <laughs> it, probably, it probably felt so good but it's like they come back and they're like 
what's up? How you doing? They it's want like, that validation still. Uh, like, yeah, it's that they don't want to know that you're still a genetic option for them. They want to know that you're still an option. It's yeah, like, I'm not going to be nope. on plan B. I'm not. So like in Corey's book, he talks about, uh, you know, breaking up in a loving way and still being friends with, with people. I, I think that's fine if it's a situation like in Corey's book where, okay, you really love this person, but they're moving to another fucking country yeah. And you're not willing to move to this other country with them. So like your only option is to break up. It's, it's nothing personal. Like you don't hate each other at that point. Sure. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know, you can keep in contact and be friends or whatever, but if it's a situation where someone just like completely ripped your fucking heart out. Oh yeah. There's no reason to be Fuck fucking friends with no. them. Because you, you get, get as a man, you get zero out of that. They still get your validation you don't get any sex from it. Well, you which know. all they're, by the way, all they're doing with that validation, they're using that validation to boost their ego so they can go fuck the dick they want to fuck. Yeah. That's all they're doing with that. A hundred percent. So, so men get no, there's no benefit in it. So that's the, so that's the, uh, the situation where I would say like, mm, you know, Corey, you're wrong. I don't feel like every breakup you could be friends with your ex. But if it's a situation like in the book, yeah, I, okay. I could, I could still be friends with someone if it's mutual. I could still be friends with Marine Corps chick if she was willing. But I think I broke her heart. She, uh, you know, because at the end there, when, when we had that conversation, I said, well, you know, we should end it. Uh, she was fucking pissed, you know, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, uh, I was like, well, what about all the stuff at your house or at, all the stuff you left at my house? Like, can I bring it to you? And she was like, no, I don't want you down at my house. Just throw it out. And oh. I was like, I was like, there's no reason to be like this. You know, it, it's just clear that we're not right for each other, but like, I don't see why we have to have animosity with each other. It's not like, I, I don't think I, I want to be like her drinking buddy anymore, but take criticism. it's a lot of them. cannot take credit, like any kind of criticism or the honesty. Obviously she was hurt. Yeah, I get that, but like, I wouldn't handle it. Like, it's really hard though. When you're in a situation like that, I can see why she got emotional like that. But I mean, she still cared, and she got angry. She still cared, but it, yeah. if it's not right, don't torture yourself. And being like, you you know, there's just certain qualities about them. You probably started noticing them ahead of time. Those little red flags start to pop up, and it's good that you did end it because had you stayed in it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, neither of us would have been happy. You know, I don't feel like I was necessarily right for her, and it, but it, it, sometimes that just, sometimes that just takes time to figure out. And so we, we dated about, I don't know, four months or so. And, you know, like really when you're first with somebody, you know, everybody's on their best behavior. And then as things progress, that's when you start seeing things because people start opening up more and more. And then you start realizing, Oh, you know what, this, you aren't, you aren't my dream girl. Sorry. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a good girl. You're like, you're like I, I think <laughs> uh, Marine Corps chick's a great chick, you know, she's just not right for me. You know, she'd be better off with someone else for sure. Oh yeah. So, um, okay. Let me ask you just, uh, I have two more questions for you. So based on your experience on the 3% path, what kind of advice would you give someone just starting out? Just starting out. Look, man, you're not going to get results overnight. And it is a very slow process. Corey talks about on average, it takes about a decade to become successful at ever whatever you want to do. 
you have to be okay with the process, like, or you have to find a way to find happiness in the process of doing it. That's why finding stuff that to do in your free time, that really means a lot to you. If you're doing a job you don't like, start building relationships with people at work, start showing up different, start showing up as a better man, start showing up as a leader, start taking initiative to do things, start communicating with people better, start taking better care of your body. People are gonna, they're gonna notice, you're gonna put a different energy out. And when you do this, okay, when you're just starting off, you start making these small shifts, you're not doing it for attention. People, it's a fucking night and day difference. People, if you're not, you don't have a focus on, you know, having hobbies and doing things and having shit go on for yourself. People don't even notice you because you're not, you're just fucking drifting. You're not really focused on anything. And then when you do, oh my God, it's a huge difference. People talk to you different. You carry yourself differently. People will move out of your way when you're walking. Like Corey talks about in his book, uh, you know, I'll be walking through somewhere like it, it's been happening a, a lot more now recently since I started my channel up and just been focused on giving back. Um, I literally I walk in somewhere and I get that that through the body language, I'll get guys that, hey, what's up? You know, like, hey, what's up? Or they'll nod down into me, acknowledging me as the, you know, the more dominant one. They don't even realize they're doing it. But I, I try not to get up in my like too up in my head and on my own shit about that. Oh, you know, he's, you know, acknowledging me as the. Like I call that the, I call that the alpha male douchebag. Cause that's not really an alpha it's mask insecurities, but starting off, focus on the fundamentals, read the damn, read the damn book and learn to love yourself. That's the biggest thing. You have to like yourself. You have to learn how to like yourself. And by doing these things, by having hobbies, by taking care of yourself, by going after a purpose, by finding out what you want to do with your life, what direction you want it to go in. You're going to start to love yourself because you're taking better care of yourself. You're, 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 you're doing the things you got to do to feed your soul. And that's what it's about. That's deep, brother. <laughs> that's real deep. Yeah. I agree hundred percent with that. Okay. Last question. What does being a 3% man mean to you? Being a 3% man means doing what the fuck I want to do on my terms with who I want to do whenever the fuck I want to do it in the way I want to do it. And like just doing it on your own terms, having success. I'm not attached to when it happens. It's going to happen. Being my own man, being my own type of leader, not trying to be a leader, you know, not trying to be like Alexander the Great, not trying to be like, you know, the guy at work who, who everybody flocks to being your own brand of man, being your own brand of masculine energy. Cause every man has the alpha deep down inside of them, but alpha males, real true alpha males are not dysfunctional and they are not toxic. They are good men. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Steven, YouTube right, channel, Alpha Male Mindset. I'll put uh, links to all this stuff in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, brother. Good talk. You have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks again for joining me, Steve. You really do remind me of a younger version of me. I wish you all the best with your YouTube channel. And like I said before, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. All right, man. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. 
Now go out and get it.